This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hey, hey, what up, what up? How's it going, man? It's been a while. It's been a week. It feels so weird. I, I got so used to doing the shows daily that a week goes by, and it feels like it's such a long time. But a week really wasn't that long ago since we last uh, did the show. But anyway, regardless, thank you so much for uh, downloading this podcast. My name is Jacques Lamour, and I'm really excited about today's show. Our main feature, our main topic, um, is going to be talking about Boston Manor's latest record that just came out this last week on September 7th. Technically, this show today is a crossover episode. I was really, really excited to be asked uh, to be a part of uh, another podcast called Music to My Peers for le- their latest show uh, with David. And we decided that, or I decided, I guess I should say, that I was going to make it the latest episode of Pop Punk and Pizza as well. So he invited me to collaborate, and uh, he does a lot of music reviews on his show that's pretty much what it's about and he mainly does new music that's coming out but he actually will will review classic records as well and i really enjoy his show so when you get the chance check out music to my peers it was uh, kind of cool how i met david he uh liked the pop punk and pizza instagram account and we've been keeping tabs on each other since then but about a week ago i made a post saying that I was open to be interviewed on anyone's podcasts. I'm always interviewing people, but I never get interviewed. And I honestly wouldn't mind being on other podcasts. So that's how all this got started. And I was really grateful that uh, David reached out to me to uh, collaborate with him on music to my peers and, and talk about Boston Manor's latest album. So thank you for that, David. And it turns out he's also a fellow radio guy as well. So him and I have been talking on on Facebook about, okay, so what do you do at your station? Uh, what what kind of music you play and all that fun stuff. So it's it's been uh, it's been cool meeting meeting uh, some awesome new people lately. Before we get to the podcast, we got to play at least one song. And one of my favorite bands just announced some really exciting news this last week. Stand Atlantic out of Australia made the announcement that they've officially signed to Hopeless Records. They released a new single along with that announcement called Lavender Bones. It's going to be the first single off their debut album called Skinny Dipping, which is going to be out next month, October 26th. I really dig this uh, song, and I really can't wait to hear the record. By the way, these guys are currently on the road here in the U.S. with Neck Deep. So if you're hap- if you're going to happen to go to see Neck Deep on this current tour in the next uh, coming week or weeks, and you haven't checked these guys out yet, you really need to do so before the show and get into some of their tunes and, and sing along because I think... I think these guys are super, super talented. So anyway, Lavender Bones right now, Stand Atlantic. Sick of having empty habits leading to the selfish havoc. I'm lonely in my own bones. You're unweaving where you stand, stitch me into all your plans. Just like a cherry stone. Temporary 
Atlantic Lavender Bones. It's their latest single from their upcoming album, Skinny Dipping, which is coming out October 26th via Hopeless Records, who they just signed to. Congratulations once again to those guys. I'm honestly hoping one day I can get them on the show because they're really good at writing simple but extremely catchy hooks, and that's what I really like. That's what I like most about music, and it doesn't have to be pop-punk. It could be pop, it could be ska, it could be metal, whatever it is. I like simple, catchy hooks. That's what I'm into. And Bonnie's voice, in, in my opinion, is really amazing as well. So please show Stand Atlantic some love. All right, let's get to our review of Boston Manor's latest album with David from the Music to My Peers podcast.
And it, you go by you go by Jacques, right? I go by Jacques. Yeah, my um, okay. my given Your name. Radius. Yeah, my given name is Jacob. Actually, um, oh, but uh, every I back in high school when I started high school, I I took French class. And I chose <laughs> I chose that as my my French name, and then I was like, you know what? It's like I want to keep it. Yeah, I was like, I want this to be like my stage name because I was in a band at the time. Right. I was I was also I was also in acting too, and I thought this works yeah. well. I mean, I'm my my uh, my heritage is French Canadian, obviously yeah. with the last name Lamore. So I was like. It works. It fits. So that's awesome. Yeah, and Wait, and also my my boss. It was funny. Um, now that you bring that up, just real quick uh, story about radio. I wanted my the the station I work at. I started as an intern four years ago, and mm-hmm. they only knew me as Jacques. They didn't know that my name was actually Jake. <laughs> and so when it came time for them to put me on the air. They said, okay, my, my boss is like, we can't call you that. He's like, that doesn't work. You're going to, because I started out playing on the, I was working on the country station. And right. uh, he's like, that doesn't work <laughs> for uh, for country. <laughs> so, funny. yeah. So it's like, well, what are we going to call you? I said, well, my real name's Jake. And he's like, oh, well, it's like, there you go. So anyway. So I so you, did you ever officially change your name or it's just what you go by? No, it's just what I go by. And, um, I mean, pretty much, you know, people in my community that are, you know, are surrounded by the, um, in the listening area of the radio station, they all know me yeah. as Jake. But, uh, right. when it, when it comes to pop punk and pizza and like the music <laughs> world, like yeah. if that's how you know me is from the podcast, right. Or if you know me from when like when i played in uh, my band the projection like yeah. you know me as yeah. Jacques, yeah so, that's awesome that's, yeah so but now when you fill out like government forms you have to put an alias down don't you um like because you i'm assuming you question. fill it out as, as as jake or jacob right like as your first name but right as if there's ever like an also known as sort of thing you, you probably have to put Jacques on there i don't know i guess i haven't filled out enough government forms and also <laughs> i'm don't think that's been out there or um not right. or on any of the forms i've had to fill out is what i mean right. i don't think that's yeah, yeah. been on because i know like sometimes so like my on the radio i use actually my middle name as my last name part of that's just because like i don't want people you know looking me up on facebook and be like oh there he is right like, right um and so uh, in that sense, it's kind of a bonus because I never have to put anything as you know like a, a any other names i've gone by because technically it's still my name, David James, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, yeah, so you're not fine. lying, yeah. So, and it's easy. Yeah, so. It's easy to say. Easy. Rolls off the tongue. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people uh, who who have done the same thing. They they don't love give those, the real name. Like the, yeah, the double first name thing. <laughs> the double. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny you mention that because every time I actually meet someone that has a last name that's like a first name i always think of a girl that i dated back in the day that um that was one of her like her deal breakers was that if your last name is also a first name that first she would not date you no-go. <laughs> yeah oh that's too funny that's yeah. too funny i know i always okay I, so i always think about that <laughs> that's great so we're gonna we're gonna cover um the new album from Boston Manor. Welcome to the neighborhood. If you if you didn't judge that by the title of 
of this episode. This could be confusing though because we're we're crossing over. So yes. if you're listening to music, if you're listening to music to my peers, um, the the name of the album we're covering is, is in the title <laughs> of the episode. I have no idea what you're going to name it though. <laughs> um, I'm not sure either, honestly. Um, I was either going to name it that, or I was going to name it "Music to My Peers" because that's right. This is your podcast this was uh yeah you're the one who you know reached out to me which i'm i'm super grateful yeah. for by the way so well so here's yeah here's the funny thing so a, a little while ago i feel like i read someone commented on a youtube video they're like oh someone should start a podcast that's called the pop punk pizza party podcast and i was like that's actually kind of hilarious and i kind of toyed with the idea even though music to my peers was already you know, a thing that I was doing. I was like, maybe I could change the name. And then randomly on Instagram, either you followed me or you came up as a suggestion, one or the other. And I was like, Oh, pop punk and pizza. That's hilarious. So that's why like, I initially <laughs> messaged you being like, I literally thought of using something very similar for a podcast name. So it was, it, I, I feel like it's a natural sort of fit crossover thing. We both kind of, you know, focus on, on pop punk and, you know, for me, like pop punk and the, the umbrella, I guess you could say. Yeah. I was going to say it's a huge kind of umbrella. It's a huge umbrella. Yeah, totally. That's for sure. And, and I mean, this album is, uh, you know, it's it's a prime example because I wouldn't necessarily call this album a pop punk album. No, by any means, there's not there's not a whole lot of speed on it or anything like that. But um, I, to me, if if you haven't listened to Boston Manor before, and and for you, you said you hadn't. Is that yeah, right? This is my first time. Yeah. So yeah, and I, like I I made myself a little bit familiar with their last album before this one, but it's kind of like I the vibe I get is sort of like brand new kind of thing like that like that sort of take on i guess you could say pop punk meets emo type stuff yeah i don't know if you'd agree with that i, like I would with the brand new label yeah i would say that's pretty accurate um because there's not i mean there's you gotta there's a touch of of uh, pop punk influence but like you say it's kind sure. of all over the place it's more on the darker side uh, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Emo. De- um, yeah. E- even like industrial uh, sounding at, at some yeah. points. Espe- especially kind of like, yeah, like interluding in between songs and whatnot. I think you, you definitely get a little bit of that vibe and some kind of like underlying th- you know, parts of songs, nothing that's necessarily in your face as far as an entire song structure is concerned, but it's definitely, you can, you can hear the influence of, you know, I guess industrial would be a good way to put it in the music. I also found, I don't know if you picked up on this at all, but, um, I want to say it might be on the track flowers in your dustbin actually, which is track two. I I really enjoyed that track by the way. I I like the, the lyrical theme of it. I was like, yeah, that's, that's creative. So there's something that like I, I don't it, this just kind of like jumped out to me but the guitar effect that's used on the lead guitar really sounds like they're hinting at some new metal influences. If I if I'm like kind of looking at it going man that like that I don't know if it's like a it's not a I don't think it's a chorus effect, you know, it's something maybe like a flange or that just reminds me of like old corn in a way just <laughs> on the lead guitar yeah. i'm not saying they like boston manor is not a new metal band by any means no. but there's just no. something there that reminded me i was like oh that's kind of that's kind of interesting but you talk about kind of the, like the lyrical you know idea behind uh flowers in your dustbin which i guess interesting in the, like so that flowers flower in your if i'm just a flower in your dustbin line or whatever mm-hmm. is uh i was reading somewhere it's a take from 
um, actually, uh, Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, there's a line in there oh. where they reference that. Uh, oh, okay, so can... maybe that's where, maybe that's where uh, Henry, I think Henry is the lead vocalist. I believe maybe that's where yeah. I got it from then. And so, I mean, they are from England. Right. Um, and so, so it says, uh, the line is also likely an homage to the Sex Pistols classic, God Save the Queen, which contains the line, we're the flowers in the dustbin. Because then a couple tracks later on uh, England's Dreaming, is that what it's called? England's Dreaming? Um, it's That's also like, that's, yeah, England's Dreaming. That's from God Save the Queen as well, which is kind of funny. No shit. Um, so, wow. Yeah, so there is that, that kind of, you know, a bit of a reference going on. But so I guess the idea of uh, the album is that, so they are from Blackpool. Yes. And, yeah, and so I guess, I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, England and city history and all that kind of stuff. But I guess Blackpool being on the coast is really, or was really like a tourist destination. People would come, you know, beach time, all that kind of stuff, but it's sort of declined. And so, you know, there's, there's now a lot of poverty. There's a lot of drug use and all this kind of stuff going on in Blackpool, especially like when the tourist season is over, that stuff spikes. Uh, and so the, the entirety of this album is supposed to be, about that in particular, right? And like, and, and I feel like he's Henry's writing it from um, kind of different different perspectives throughout the record. So, but what I found interesting, and I don't I don't know how many times you got to give this record a listen or like read through the lyrics, but I can almost see, and I, I have a very easy time, and I love it when albums do this, of the record from track one all the way to. Uh, how many tracks we got on here? Uh, Track 13. Okay. No, because um, I thought it was 14, but yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, tells tells a story. Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, you can, you can look at it as like separate songs and, you know, like different perspectives. But at the same point, I feel like it tells this story, you know, of a man who, especially in... Um, uh, in Flowers in the Dustbin, I think one of the first lyrics in that song, uh, I'm a victim of an old regime. I was promised gold by a silver screen. Just like someone chasing his dreams and, you know, like kind of falling on hard times and turning to drugs. It's a Hollywood cliche, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and obviously... But being in England. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I mean, you're he's referencing his hometown, um, yeah. or, or Blackpool. And I, uh, I did get a chance to, I, this interview popped up on my Twitter, um, mm. yesterday of them, uh, talking to, I think it's rock sound magazine and okay. they, they do these rock sound does these little like 10 minute interviews with the bands. And it's a video that they post on YouTube. And I was watching the one with, uh, Henry and Mike there from Boston Manor. And they were talking about how the, the whole record is inspired by their hometown and that it's, um, it is talking about like how there's all kinds of all kinds of crap and and dark things happening in the town and obviously the record is dark so it kind of yeah oh very much yeah <laughs> which, which i really sense. i but yeah it's i was quite i i, I kind of described this record to someone as like sneak up on you good like i wasn't really expecting a whole lot from it but when I got into it and dug into it with, uh, you know, kind of like each track, I was like, okay, what's next? And I mean, the album definitely, to me, it does kind of hit a bit of a, a stale spot, especially after, I'd say, the first four tracks. It kind of, 
melts together a little bit and then comes back around for me towards the end. But I was going to say, if I can continue about, you know, like the story, there are different, um, different songs on this. For instance, like Tunnel Vision being a song where I'm like, okay, I feel like it's now... So he he's chased his dream. He's you know hard drugs ruined his life, but he's also got a you know like a uh, like a a partner or whatever in all this. And Tunnel Vision is written from their viewpoint, saying like you know basically in the metaphor of like a car crash, like you are so set on this and drugs, and we, we've we've fallen apart, right? Like you've driven us off a cliff, sort of thing, because you couldn't see it coming. It says your tunnel vision's killing me slowly, which I'm like, yeah, that's 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 a tough song to swallow if that's directed towards you, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, um, and then it's kind of like the record goes on and rounds out. There are some songs where I go, okay, um, is he getting a little more like I, I don't know how to if, like if I can't have it, no one can. For instance, like that song, he's like. It's it's written, you know, he comes into it like, I've got, I'm a big man with lots of big guns. That's the opening line yes, of the song. Yeah, like, I was thinking about that too. Um, there's moments where it's like, no, I'm always right. and Yeah, and so like that's what I feel like, I mean, I, I, I don't know that, like I feel like he's taking a stance, you know, like if, if, if he's been approached saying like, you're ruining us or you're ruining your life. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Like I, I've, I've got this sort of thing. I'm always right. Like you say. And then it, like a couple tracks later gets to the song stick up and I'm kind of like, okay, are we literally talking about like a holdup, like yeah. a bank robbery or yes. whatever? Like it, when I hear that song, I'm immediately taken to, um, is it, is it Jackie Brown, the Quentin Tarantino movie where the, or is it, I think I feel like it's Jackie Brown, where it's like the the couples in the diner, and all of a sudden they stand up and they pull the guns out, and they're like, "Oh, okay." I th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. To, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's Jackie Brown. It's been uh, a while since I watched those older Tarantino movies, but um, but like so like this is the picture I get. But I also feel like it's used more as a metaphor, kind of like taking, you know, like maybe that relationship hostage or whatever, and 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 being like, like, but also like begging. You know, like you need to, you need to help me. You need to get me on my feet, sort of deal. And then, I kind of feel like the last song, "The Day I Ruined Your Life," um, as dark as this may seem, kind of ends with a suicide. Like if we're if we're telling that whole story, I can very easily get into a picture. Where I'm like, okay, I think I think either either that or it's just like he he was able to pinpoint sort of where it all went south. Yeah, it's a. It's it's I mean it's a heavy song. I know you said when you listened to it, you kind of I don't think you got to listen to the last track. I, th- I was going to say that's the one track that I was like I did not get to uh, to listen to. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 interesting because like the um, the uh, the lyrics in the verse. I mean, I, I, maybe it's stretching to say that he you know takes his takes his own life in the end of this story. For me, it's like. Okay, it's a really depressing end if that's the case, but like the lyrics are like, I memorized the features of your face, the shadows on your lips and your cheek. I hope you had a lovely day and cherished our final week. Can hardly look you in the eye because I have, because I have got to pick the day that I ruin your life, the day that I ruin your life. The smell of home makes me feel sick because it reminds me of you and still I've got to pick the day I ruin your life. Um, and then it goes on in the bridge. I told you that things would be okay. Why'd you have to make me lie? I wish that we had never met at all. The thought of you makes me cry. So I don't know if he's like kind of coming to that realization. And obviously, it, like it could also just be viewed just the end of a relationship. Like she's, but I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a heavy album to say the least. And oh I, man, I could very 
easily see a story that goes from point A to point B. But also, you know, as they mentioned, they don't say that's what's going on. They just say it's all about life in Blackpool. Right. And and maybe, too. yeah, and maybe I, that's something I wondered, too, when I was listening throughout the record, if it was specifically about one relationship or if it's referring mm-hmm. to maybe a relationship he was in and also other people in his life in the town of Blackpool, you know. And yeah. just kind of like how day-to-day life is and and uh, how there were some major dramatic moments uh, while yeah. being while being there. Um, I do know in part of that interview that I did watch, they were saying that it's not a concept record, but they could say it's it's loosely a concept. Yeah. they said they said there's obviously a theme. That goes throughout the whole sure. thing is which exactly what you were just saying. So, and I mean, yeah. anyone who listens to this record is going to know that. Um, yeah. And there were there were a lot of points, and I can't remember which songs. I didn't write down which ones, but when I was listening to this in the car, um, there were some parts where it'd go on to the next song, and I'm like, did the record end? Because it was so quiet. Oh yeah, there's, yeah, that happens. Yeah, it happened <laughs> yeah. a couple times to me too. Or yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, if it was like uh-huh. playing in the background somewhere, I was like, oh, did I gotta go re? Oh no! Right, it's, it's yeah. still going. <laughs> right, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was that, like, and I kept thinking, I was like, I thought this thing was like a full album. Like, what happened? And then all of a sudden, it starts. You know, it. Yeah. However, that in, long that intro is, it. And uh, I do wonder if, if, yeah, if there's like a purpose to that because that that seems like something you could. Because you're right. Sometimes it's very obvious that there's this long drawn out silence, and I kind of go, is is there a purpose to that, or is this just? You know, because it, it's an easy fix. You know, in, yeah. in post, you can just trim down. You know, your silence or whatever. But um, yeah, and so I guess the, the the thing is, is like when I hear this album, like with with track one, "Welcome to the Neighborhood," like that's not you know really like your typical title track or really a typical opener. Like it is and it isn't. It's kind of longer, I think, than just being like, oh, it's just this little intro of a song. Um, because it's how long are we here? It's like almost three minutes long. Yeah, and almost, the yeah. way the way it plays out, I can almost if if this were to be like if they were to say, yeah, this is a story. Uh, that track one almost reminds me of like okay, our you know our our uh, protagonist or or maybe he's even the antagonist, depending on how you view this story. But the protagonist is already down on his luck where we're starting, right? Like he is, he doesn't have a home. He's living on the streets sort of thing. Um, and, but he's, he's like kind of just hit those points. And it's the people that are also living on the streets that are singing to him, like welcome to the neighborhood sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I can almost envision like the first, the very first scene in a musical yes. where, you know, you have you have your main character and he's surrounded by all these like rough looking individuals who are singing Welcome to the Neighborhood. If you could leave, you would. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't. Yeah. Right. That and it's so, funny you brought up the, the whole musical thing, because that's kind of yeah. what I thought of. I was thinking uh, off the bat just because, you know, I've seen it so many times. Um, yeah. Uh, Les Miserables, you know, because that's so, it's such a dark, right. you know, story. Um, yeah. and I feel like Les Miserables kind of talks about being stuck, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. And, uh, that came to mind. Not that any of it sounds like Les Miserables. I guess I just, that's sure, what yeah. came to my mind just because yeah. I had seen so, that, but yeah. It, and that's I, what, when I first listened to the, the, or when I first put the record on, I was like, 
of what am I getting into? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, what did I sign up for? Um, and then, sure, yeah. then the next track is like all in your face and it's got the, you know, it's got the hooks and I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, now, now yeah. we're, now we're going. So yeah, it's definitely like a little introduction of, of what the record's going to be about. Yeah, and I mean, this, it's it's interesting because the song "Halo" might be one of Which my is their favorite single. songs. Yeah, and it might be one of my favorite songs to be released at least in the last couple of months. I think it's when that chorus hits and the hook hits you. I'm like, oh, every time I can't help but turn it up and then turn it up a little bit more. Um, they they've got some really great moments on here. You know, like the first, like I said, track one. Okay, it's fine. Uh, but then track two, three, and four are probably the most solid kind of tracks on the record, and they're in a row. Uh, the end, I do really like the last track, though, too. It's got a great end. Um, but I just think there are so many you know, moments in, the, in those first couple of songs, uh, even looking you know, at track four, um, just with the whole, like, uh, that's England's Dreaming, just the whole, like, bury me line. When that when I first heard it, it just like kind of cuts out. It's like bury me, and then goes into the chorus. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> no, too good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. They they kind of um, they started off. I guess I don't know. I guess it's typical for most records to be like that. They make sure like the first three yeah. or four songs are gonna you know are are like the best ones in my opinion sure. there's because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of records that you and I could talk about right now that we know very well and we could go yeah like the first 3 songs on yeah. <clears throat> on uh yellow cards ocean avenue like sure, yeah, yeah. are are just solid as hell you know there's no- I mean they want they want to hook you for a reason right, right like exactly they're there are definitely some records that fall apart after those first couple of songs. Then you kind of go, okay, you did hook me for the first couple of songs. And now, now I'm and done. you know, <laughs> yeah. And with welcome to the neighborhood, it, it doesn't really get to that point, but you know, there's definitely, it definitely does fall off a little bit. And maybe those songs are more growers than they are just initial, like slap you in the face with how, how good these songs are. Um, but but again, the way the album is structured, I think there's enough like strong moments that kind of pull you through to the end. And then the way it ends, it does make me go, okay, now I want to start it again. And that's a sign of a good record. And part of that could be like me just looking at it too going, oh man, I, I really want to dig into lyrically what's going on here because I feel like he's actually telling a story versus just, you know, maybe a bunch of songs that carry the same theme, right? Like, you know, that are inspired by the town or city of Blackpool, and that's all it is. Um, I, I do like kind of looking in and going, okay, if the story's not here, I wonder if we can make this a story. Right. Yeah, and I think I think you definitely you definitely could make a, make a story out of this, and yeah. it would be kind of cool to sit down if you wanted to take the time, read the lyrics thoroughly, and then yeah. kind of go from there and, and figure out, like, from point A to point B, what happens in the middle. Because, yeah. like you were talking about earlier, I feel like you kind of figure out the beginning and you kind of figure out the end. But what happens in between is yeah. is kind of like yeah. the question mark. Yeah, and I, and I think there are definitely points where, again, like it kind of changes perspective in the story, um, which I do think is interesting. I don't know if you had a chance to, uh, earlier this summer, uh, the debut full-length from Save Face was released. Did you get to listen to that one? No, I did not. So it's, it's, it is, like they have full-on said, you know, this is essentially like a rock opera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I almost find, and, and it deals with similar lyrical content in that 
Save Face, I think the album is called Merci, um, is about um, like a, an addict who it's all about like the falling apart of his relationship. And then he also starts getting um, like dealing with paranoia and stuff like that. I don't feel as much like there's a beginning, middle and end mm-hmm. with that album as I do with this. And this album, you know, with Boston Manor, they're not saying, you know, oh, it's telling a story. So, yeah, I mean i guess good on them for that it's it's it it rounds out nicely but um we should get down to so on the show we like to uh give albums ratings based on the system is based on how many tracks are on the album so it oh, you okay. know it's always it's always in flux from one album to the next okay. like, i don't know <laughs> um, so so this this one's got 13 tracks um, what would I, I know I didn't tell you to come up with a rating, but what do you think you'd give this record out of 13? Having not even listened to the last song, which I guarantee you'll like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would too. Um, I mean, it, it really fits in well, I think with modern times and really mm-hmm. captures, um, what is currently happening in the present moment. Um, something that I, did like and and that I could hear in the songs that Henry kind of confirmed in that little interview I watched. He yeah. was talking about one of the the general topics in the album or one of the things he was trying to get get across. He's like he was talking about how every or how we all have everything we could ever ask for. We have all these things now, you know, with technology. Um, we just have so much at our fingertips, but yet. Everyone's depressed. Everyone's bored. Everyone's sad. Yeah. He's like, "What's up with that?" So, <laughs> I I don't know. I so with that being said, I I don't know. Is this a four out of five kind of thing, or a five out of ten, or or like what's the scale? So it'll be out of thirteen. There's oh, thirteen. Oh, that's tracks. right, thirteen. I yeah, you yeah. said that. I <laughs> I apologize. Um, I mean. It has kind of a rough. It has to be a (laughs) rough number to go. Yeah, it has to be at least ten. I feel. I mean, I think it was a good record. I don't know. This is probably not something I would listen to on a regular basis, but I really appreciate and I really like the artistic work in this album. I I really do. I would wholeheartedly agree. I was when I was thinking about, I was like, I think I give this a ten, and uh, really that is like because there are some songs where I'm like, okay, they're not bad, they're not great, that happen on here, right? There are some really good songs, but again, like you said, like as a whole, as an album as a whole, I appreciate what they are going for here, and lyrically, I think it's really strong. It deals with some heavy stuff, but it doesn't do it in like an overly like cheesy sort of way. Uh, and you know, I, I don't find any kind of like, um, just like, like, so for instance, the great depression from as it is, I did not like that record at all. And you, you could argue like they, they share some similarities, but I just feel like this record is so much more honest and it just feels more like, I, I, I guess like tangible more. Re- I don't know what the words I'm looking for, but it's 10 funny. out of 13, I think is, yeah. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, it's funny you bring up, uh. As it is, because I think one of their members has a birthday today. <laughs> oh, one of as it is. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. random. And so, so yeah, uh, ten out of ten out of thirteen, I think is is a is a fair answer. And I was so pleasantly surprised because I didn't really know what to expect with this record. I knew it was coming out. I think I had listened to Halo when I added like you know the pre release on Apple Music or whatever. Yes, and I was like, okay, that's neat. And I had listened to Boston Manor a little bit in the past, but. 
um, I do I do think it's pretty good. I tried avoiding like listening to or watching reviews of this record because I wanted to like keep that response that reaction sort of more my own instead yeah. of you know reaching into what other people were saying. So mm-hmm. now I'm interested. Now that I've gotten it out, I'm like okay. Now I want to go and <laughs> now watch you want reviews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and see, yeah, and see what people say. Yeah, and I didn't read any reviews either. I just watched that little interview. So they didn't. Yeah. There was no inter or there was no review in that ten minute video that I watched. It was just them sitting down yeah, and, yeah. and talking a little bit um, about the album and, and the future. And it was, a, it was a nice little snippet. It was kind of a good way to learn about what the record is about and what they were, <clears throat> excuse me, what they were aiming for and yeah. uh, what the future holds for them. So... Um, awesome, I, man. Yeah, I know they, they want to explore more of the hip-hop a style which you can hear a little bit or uh, hear some of that influence in this record um but they want to get apparently heavier too so huh. interested to see where they go yeah, yeah yeah it's like hmm where do you go with that um and i feel yeah. like that is a big thing right now um as a lot of bands are exploring that hip-hop realm into alternative rock you know which yeah, i was which i guess is nothing I new but yeah I was a, I was a little worried with the first track on the record. I was like, okay, where? Because it's it's got especially there are po- there are points too on the album where like his vocal delivery. I'm like, okay, he's doing a little like kind of like not full on runs, but you can hear you know kind of like a pop influence on his vocals, um, which was fine. But like that first song, I was like. The way that that hook goes, like the "Welcome to the Neighborhood," mm-hmm. I was like, "This is very like poppy." Yes. I was like, "Okay, where are we going?" Because so many bands have kind of made that that change these days, where they 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 seem to be getting a little more, you know, maybe bands that were a little more aggressive, getting a little more radio friendly now. And I know some people are, you know, crapping on some bands for that, um, but you know, they could do whatever they want. I appreciate you know them putting out the music. This album, though, I was like, once it got into it, I was like, oh no. I am I am fully on board with this. I am digging it, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I think that you know ref- is reflected in the review that you know I think both of us gave it. But yeah, so I think we're going to wrap this up. We, we've gone a little bit long, but let's um, let's get some important social media stuff out of the way. Okay. Um, yeah, where can people where can people find you and the uh, Pop Punk and Pizza podcast? Well, I just finally changed all of the social media handles to the same one, so that way I don't have to be like, okay, Instagram is this, Twitter <laughs> yeah. is this, you know, because I think two of them were actually the same and one was only different. But um, oh, right, but uh, we're Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. It's all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Um, nice. And then um, I'm on Twitter at On Air with JL, my own account. And then um, also, if uh, you know any kind of other inquiries about the show, um, bangerangradio at gmail.com, you can contact me there. So I think that's that pretty much covers it. Um, as far as as far as our social media accounts are concerned, so I'd love to uh, love to hear from anybody, honestly, bands, uh, fans, whoever. Yeah, and then like uh, socials, I, Facebook is uh, Music to My Peers podcast. Uh, if you just look up, you know, in the search bar, Music to My Peers, it'll pop up. Uh, and then on, I'm really only on Instagram and it's not technically in a fit, like it's, it's just mine, but it's, uh, at David to my peers. Um, that's what, I mean, I post all about the show and my other life's goings on, uh, on there as well. So anyways, yeah, that is, that's going to do it. Thanks man for, uh, for setting this up. Well, 
I mean, I think we both worked together to set this up, but this was good. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, man, definitely. Let's do this again. I want to thank David James. I don't know if he wants me to use his uh, last name or not, but I want to thank David James once again for inviting me onto his podcast. That was a lot of fun, and I hope we can do it again. But when you get the chance, check out Music to My Peers wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'm sure you'll enjoy whatever album he's reviewing on that particular episode. Just another quick reminder before we go, if you're in a band, you want your music played on the podcast, or you're trying to get an interview on the show, please shoot me any inquiries to bangerangradio at gmail.com. Shoot me links to your music, EPKs, all that stuff, just as much information as possible to bangerangradio at gmail.com, and hopefully we can get you on the show. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you there. And that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. My name is Jacques Lamour once again. Thank you so much, seriously, for downloading this podcast and, and hanging out with me here for a little bit. Make sure you follow us on social media to find out who our guest is going to be next week on the show. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. And uh, yeah, I think you're going you're gonna to like the next couple guests that I have uh, booked on the show. It's going to be a good time. And if you're going through a rough time right now in your life, remember, picking yourself up after falling down is literally half the battle. If you're doing that, you're a lot stronger than you realize, all right? So whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, I believe in you, my friend. Just keep on a truckin', and I'm always here if you need to talk. Talk to you soon. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a